folks, today we have a treat especiale. Rog from Harley Throttle Juice joins me for good. Yep, that's right, folks. Bikes, Burgers, Beers has a new host. Stick around and have a listen to two old men whinge about stuff like shitting on Triumphs, Harley Davidsons, Hondas and Arnott's Biscuits. Genuinely, though, we talk about SWM's new foray into the Harley Sportster Evo clone EV bikes and are they good or are they rubbish? And uh, subscription services for your motorcycle mods. What? All this and more right here with Rog and Big Steph on Bikes, Burgers, Beers. Two two Warramoo. Two two Warramoo. What the f are we doing here? Hey, I live here. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing wrong with the blooper reel. <laughs> Finally, I've got the guys from uh, Australian Electric Motorcycle Company. Oh. The dealership's finally open and they're allowed to sell motorcycles legally registered on the road. And they've spent the last year and a half trying yeah. to get that ready. And yeah. the Australian government and the ADR, like Australian design rules, it's just been red tape and nothing but pestering. They've been able to get these bikes fully registered on the road now yeah. uh, and, and obviously legally and all that. So I've got, I'm going to try to organise a review to head up there. What if we make this a long-term review? You're not going to find out anything in a, in a short little ride. So I said, well, why don't I live with the bike for a week? And they went, yeah, we can do that. That's a great idea. Because I said, look, it's an electric bike because you've got to change the way you ride. You've got to change the way you think. You've yeah. got to... You can't just go for a ride with your mates for three, four hundred kilometres. You have to look at charging stations. Yeah. Are you going to be a, a, a hassle with your mates because they're all riding and getting three, four hundred k's out of a tank and you're going to have to stop halfway through that journey yeah. to, to recharge? And they were, they were for it. They were like, yeah, that'll be amazing. That'll be great because it'll be a realistic view yeah. of what it is to live with well, an electric motorcycle. otherwise it's only your first impressions. That's exactly right. Yeah. And... I don't even like watching bike reviews like that mm. because, yeah, you know, just go, well, you've had the bike for half an hour, what do you know? Well, that's what, exactly. Rochelle asked me ages ago, oh, are you going to ask Harley to do some more? And I go, I, mm. I, I don't, I said, because I'm not really reviewing them. No. You put it up under the guise of a review, but yeah. you're not reviewing it. It's like a first impression, this is how I feel on it, but it's not. It's not giving anyone an insight into the bike. No. That's why I haven't done any more. Yeah. But yeah, I agree. But, yeah. but where do they charge them? Well, at normal charging stations. Which and, are where? Well, you can download apps that show no. you where the charging stations are. And mm. it can be anything from like a parking lot behind a pub or something yeah. to the other day I drove past a, I think it was a, a Shell servo. Yeah. And they've got uh, two charging stations set up just wow. just near the petrol bowsers. You can just park your car there and leave it there for half an hour and, I don't know. Near the petrol bowsers? Yeah, or like not next not yeah. next to them, but, you know, near them. So they're still under the awning and all that stuff, but you just leave your car parked there. And when I was talking to the guys from Australian Electric Motor, Motorcycle Company, uh, we had their business partner from the um, United Kingdom Electric Motorcycle Company. Yeah. And they've been doing that over there already running for years. And he said a lot of the petrol stations now have actual charging stations. So you'll see it from the road and go, oh, there's an Ampol or a BP or whatever. Yeah, yeah. But you'll drive in and there's no petrol bowsers. It's just charging stations sure. and that's yeah. it. 
So you just leave your cup, and usually most of them have a cafe or something still, where you can just sit there and have a cup of coffee and a croissant or something, and then you I know, still can't see how it all works when you pull in and, and you could pull into one yeah. and there might be 16 charging stations. Yeah. But what happens if when 17 cars are there? I know, and that's the thing. It's, and, it's, and, it's and a then, problem. And then you pull up yeah. and they're all charging yeah. and you might have a nice cafe and yeah. no one else can go there. That's Where's right. the next one? That's right, yeah. And and that's, a, that's the biggest problem is petrol stations, even if you're waiting in a line in a queue... Yeah. Uh, five minutes, six the minutes, top, tops, tops, you know, and, and yeah. not even that. Yeah. So, um, yeah, th- it's it's interesting to see how it's actually going to work. And I think, especially with all these rules coming out with motorcycles or any any petrol powered vehicle being yeah. uh, stop stop production by two thousand and thirty five, that's only fourteen fifteen years away. Yeah. Uh, what's going to happen then? And is is fifteen years long enough for the infrastructure to catch up? Yeah, I, I don't think it is. And yeah. obviously it's all gearing towards everyone having their own charging devices at home. Mm. But that's fine. Yeah. That's fine. I understand that. People yeah. will go, oh, yeah, fine. Yeah. What, what happens to the road trips? Yeah, well, exactly. The, the death of the road trip. Yeah. Well, there's a, there's a guy on YouTube that I watched who recently did a road trip on an electric bike. I think he had a zero yeah. and they lent it to him for days. Yeah. And he went through the UK and he said uh, a normal 12-hour trip took him three days. I think he ended up spending nearly a week on the road to do this review. Yeah. And it's like, wow, okay, that's, you know, like at a stretch, a day trip, yeah. but it could also be stretched out into three, four days if you wanted to have a little holiday. But it took him a week just to get to his destination and he finally got there. Yeah. And, and, you know, he said, this thing's great, but yeah. he showed all of those dramas with the charging stations, yeah. issues, yeah. wouldn't accept his credit card, wouldn't start charging, yeah. got to a charging station that's out of order or they're all filled up and being used or uh, he would plug it into the motorcycle and nothing would happen. And so there's, there's all of these teething problems. None, whereas of, this, none of this is going to work until they come up with a method where it's constantly charging. Yeah. Itself, yeah. Which who knows how that's going to work? Yeah, and if yeah. that if that works, people go okay. Yeah. You've worked it out. Yep, let's okay. go. Yeah, I'm on my silent street glide special, but <laughs> you know, wafting through the air. I know we'll have a, we'll have a little sound sound bites. Oh yeah, <laughs> there'll be you'll have to get bigger speakers. <laughs> sound bites. Option two is um, uh, four point five. Yeah. Um, I forgot the brand. <laughs> Reinhardt. Reinhardt. DBX45 at option two. No, I want to sound yeah. like I've got short shots today. Yeah, yeah. Change a cam, you know, press yeah. a button. Yeah, press And then for this one, they have all your cam yeah. options. Well, you know, funny, like we joke about Why that. Why are we not recording this? Bit? Yeah, we are. We, we're already, the whole thing's recording. Oh, good stuff. Yeah, we'll throw Fantastic. this in. I'll yeah. throw this in. Awesome, awesome. We joke about that, but uh, this has been ch- uh, a talk for a number of years. KTMs, I think, started to do it yeah. where, you buy a bike and it comes with all this technology but you get the basic motorcycle and if you want things like the short shifter or the extra 20 horsepower uh, it's all there ready to go but it's locked 
and you pay a monthly subscription like you're yeah. freaking buying Netflix. To unlock it. To unlock it. And if you don't pay it and it, get, it gets cancelled or bounces or whatever, well, then your bike goes back to, you know, 50 horsepower and no short shifter. <laughs> it's true. And, and it's, this is a thing that a lot of motorcyclists are like, what the hell? Yeah. And the only way I see this working is that newer generations of motorcyclists will just be accustomed to that being standard on a motorcycle, yeah. people like you and I will think, what a load of crap. Yeah. Uh, it's like, well, hang on a sec. And, and right now I know a lot of people are just like, no, I'll be buying an old bike. I won't be buying a brand True. new bike. Of course. And, and other manufacturers are starting to jump on board with that now where they're purposely locking things uh, like extra horsepower or whatever. You know, if the engine's capable of 120, they'll release it with 100 and say, well, if you want 20 horsepower extra, you just pay 995 a month. No. Horrible. Subscription plans for your motorbike. That, that's horrible. I just, I just think that is the death of the vehicle industry in general. It's going to just take the f- further joy out of riding or, or even driving for that matter. Because I'm sure they'll do it for cars eventually. They've, they've killed off half the car industry anyway. So why not? Yeah. Why not go the whole hog? Yeah. yeah. Subscription plan. It's like an Adobe plan for your motorbike. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. For making the inverted cross sign as we speak. <laughs> Uh, the little violins playing. Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah so that's that's a horrible thing. Mm. But uh, speaking of horrible things... Oh, thanks. <laughs> thanks a lot. <laughs> Jeez, drive all the way up here to be called names like that? <laughs> what a joke. We haven't even done a proper intro. No, do it. Oh, yeah. well, I better not. I better release the Mount Franklin. <laughs> well, I'll do all the talking. Gob. I'll do all the talking. You just stick that back in your mouth. Yeah, I'm not used to microphones. <laughs> Hear everyone in Maryland go, bullshit! (laughs) Go on, make an intro, go on. Yeah, well, howdy folks, welcome to Bikes, Burgers, Beers. I'm Big Steph, your host, and today we've got something a little different. I'm joined by Rog from Harley Throttle Juice. Had to make sure I said that right, because the last time I introduced him on my YouTube channel, I mucked that up. Call me Rob. Yeah, from Throttle Down Under. Yeah, and strangely <laughs> enough and sadly, I should look into this further, Rochelle does the same thing. She's got Rob on a, on a, on a mind. It's a, it's a phenomenon that's catching on, mate. Well, I can, I, can, I can understand. Have you seen that Adonis? Yeah, he's pretty good looking. Oh. What a handsome rooster. <laughs> Not a Tuesday rooster, a handsome rooster. I'm pulling away from the microphone as I mount Franklin up. <laughs> well, he's less handsome these days because I've heard he's held his Harley and he's bought himself a new motorcycle. Yes, I'm about to disown Mr. Charwood. Uh, he's ex- out of the club. <laughs> he's out of <laughs> Team SG. Not Gibson. I'm talking about Harley Davidson. There's an SG right I there. Can, that's why I yeah. said it. I can see it off to my left. Yeah, Rob, please, what are you doing? But well, What's man, going on, I'm mate? looking forward to seeing that machine on Sunday. I, yeah, I think it'll be pretty nice. Which is two days from when we're recording this. That's actually, yeah, spot on. But uh, mm. by the time people listen to this, it'll probably be a couple of weeks ago. That's why I've re-mentioned it. What yeah. I said. Yeah. yeah, anyway. No, well, mate, great to have you here. Thanks for joining us. Pleasure to be here. Yeah, you've officially uh, doubled the size of Bikes Burgers Beers. (laughs) Well, I thought, well, I've doubled my own size. Why not double the size of Triple B? (laughs) I'll turn into a Triple B. Uh, Better than a Triple (laughs) XL. No comment. No, not, well, I'm not far off. Anyway, I've got to do something about it. Doctor, I'm doing something about it next week, all right? I'm not. I'm not doing anything. (laughs) 
Well, I'm up here in the mountains, sucking in all the ambience of the blue, beautiful Blue Mountains. Mm, nice crisp mountain air. Well, I'll tell you what, as you can see, I've brought boardies up here. What'd you, bikey you, guy in boardies yeah, because you, it was extremely hot on the Central Coast. And I'm halfway along the M4 and Rochelle, and I said to Rochelle, um, I think I've made a mistake. She said, what do you mean? I said, with my clothing, I've, I brought boardies and a T-shirt. <laughs> And I'm looking at the clouds over You're the mountains. Going the wrong direction. Yeah, the wrong direction. They had to go the other way. <laughs> Not one direction, the wrong there, direction. There is a lake up here, but I dare say it'd be pretty cold. I ain't going nowhere near no lake. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be a cold lake. It'll Which, be bloody that, that's freezing. A, that's ironic because I saw a, um, a YouTube video earlier today on the, uh, the re- release of the Dance Macabre Celtic Frost. Oh. Limited edition box section, and it wasn't just a review of it by some nufty. It was Tom G. Warrior doing it. And I know that you're oh. quite a aficionado of the dark arts of the musical variety. So, um, yeah. and the reason why I mention that is because Celtic Frost have a song called Cold Lake. It's a tangent that I've gone on. But anyway, <laughs> <laughs> I shouldn't do that. I keep looking over that way. It's poor mic control. It's poor mic control. Roger, you should remember how to do this. <laughs> It's all right, you'll, you'll get the hang of it, champ. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Have you, have you worked out that I've done some talking on microphone <laughs> Maybe a little bit. <laughs> uh, we're away. So we were talking before about uh, horrible things. SWM has just brought out this Harley-Davidson sports to clone, the old classic air-cooled Evo Harley-Davidson. And uh, I think I mentioned to you the other day and you were like, what the hell is that? Yeah. Uh, but I think you've seen some uh, bits and pieces of news about it recently. What do you think of this whole thing? Well, uh, first of all, I can understand why they would clone such an iconic brand, <coughs> Indian owners. Uh, <laughs> but I, I don't even know, I still don't know who SWM are. I, I, I briefly scrolled over uh, a thumbnail and started to watch it and then I couldn't watch too much more. But... Mm. I don't know where I sit on it because we all know what Harley are doing with the, well, I don't know, do you call it a revival of the Sportster range or do you call it killing it off? Because there's lots of new and exciting things going on in the mm. these days in the Sportster space. There are. So from a business perspective, I'm tempted to say that it's not a bad idea. I don't like people cloning anything, but mm. from a business perspective on in terms of SWM, it's, you can understand why they're doing it because everyone still everyone has a soft spot in their heart for the Evos. Mm-hmm. Depending on, I haven't seen enough of it to know whether they've got it close to being right. Obviously, they're not going to completely replicate. They have completely replicated. Com- it. They have completely replicated yeah. everything. Everything. From the bo- well, okay. If you change the tank emblem to a Harley emblem, you okay. could fool anybody because okay. it is down to the last nut and bolt a 100% copy. And apparently they're allowed to do it because the patents on them have, have long since uh, yeah. lapsed. Yeah. Uh, and the thing is, is that it, it kind of, on one hand, I look at it and go, okay, SWM is a, I believe, a Chinese-owned brand. And this is where things get confusing for me because it's a Chinese-owned brand called Shenaray or Sherey or something. Yeah. Someone says they're an Italian motorcycle company and they're built in the same factory as the old Husqvarna's by the by the old tradesman that used to work in the KTM factory and then suddenly you just go what the hell's going on here it's yeah. like you know i'm your father's sister's uncle's cousin's roommate <laughs> and you and you go what what does that mean you know like and, and it's just one of those things that's really confusing to find out who the owner or what the company actually is but in regards to the copy apparently they're allowed to do it because 
Harley's no longer producing the bike and the, the patents and the copyright and everything have lapsed for it anyway. Yeah, and you know what? We're talking about the, the Gibson SG that I can see off to my left here. Iconic guitar. Mm. How many clones and copies? Millions. How many clones and copies of a Les Paul and a Strat and whatnot? Yeah, so millions, and some no, of them no, even better than the original. Yeah, and there you go. So no one has a problem paying a lot less money. I imagine the SWM copy would cost considerably less. I believe so. Yep, absolutely. So yeah. if they look the part mm. and it's only a badge and someone's in the market for an Evo Sportster-type bike, mm-hmm. it looks good, it feels good, yeah. it sounds good, it costs... I don't know, $10,000, something like that. People yeah. are going to jump on them. I think they will. I think they'll disregard all of that other stuff and the stigmas behind uh, having a company producing a bike from China or anywhere. But, you know, once upon a time, the Japanese were thought of the same way. Yeah. Uh, but I also think that it might even open up a whole new segment of customising because it'll be a very affordable way to get a brand new bike. Yeah and uh, be able to do stuff to it, much in the same way Royal Enfield, when they brought out their uh, Interceptor 650, yeah. uh, the Continental GT, yeah. uh, both of those have opened up a, a massive, well, dam wall of custom builders and guys out there who couldn't afford to buy the stereotypical twenty, thirty, forty thousand dollar Harleys and then spend that amount of money again on top or even more yeah. in some cases customising them. They can now buy a, br- a brand new, in inverted commas, uh, Harley Davidson Sportster or yep. SWM. I think it's called a Storm Rider. Oh, is it really? A Storm Rider. That's cool. That's cool. I like that. <laughs> I'm, I'm not sh- Well, I don't, you know, it, it sounds a bit cheesy to me, actually. No matter. No matter. People will get used to it. It'll fly you know, off the tongue. Yeah. But it, it's a good point you bring up about... Um, it's like a Manowar album, Storm oh, Rider. Don't get me started. I'll start singing. I'm, I, I can sing Hail to England lyrics in my sleep. <laughs> All right? I can turn in Eric Adams in a heartbeat. <laughs> Three sons of I, and they ride. No. Um, but it's right because I think most people, most people's beef with, if we get back to Harleys for a second, mm. most people's beef about what they need to spend on their Harleys is not necessarily all the extra components they need to beef it up, I think it t- it goes deeper than that. It's what they have to pay for the base model first, right? You know, CVOs and what, like if a Street Glide Special was 36000 instead of 42000 mm. people don't have a problem upgrading the suspension That's and right. the pipes and whatnot. Yep. So with this one, I think you're right. They might be onto something. So if someone says, well, what have you seen any details about retail pricing yet? No, I haven't seen any retail pricing yet because I, I don't think any of that's been announced and... Even if it does, I, I would imagine it's probably going to be the American market first because mm. they're just going to try to go straight to the jugular. But I'm wondering what sort of market in America with a lot of patriotism involved and, and the, yes. you know, the thing yes, behind yes, Harley yes. is it's, it's a Harley David. It's a very, very proud American brand. Yeah. All of a sudden there's this clone that turns up that looks exactly like your, you know, your sister's old sports stuff. Yeah. <laughs> no, I think given, given the, the fondness for sportsters in Australia, the type of roads that you would find in the UK... I think they might be better going yeah, to those markets first. I think so too. But whatever that retail price is going to be, it's going to be considerably less. Yeah. And like anything else, there's going to be a, a hell of a lot of resistance up front. It's like anything else. Like 
the con- I remember back in the day, back in the nineties, when um, Chinese made products started infiltrating the construction market, yep. and everyone says, "No, no, no, not buying that shit," and it's made from different types of alloys, and we don't know. Uh, you, don't, you don't know what you're getting and so the, a lot of people would, if you were a joinery company, you would buy a flat bar, a channel, you're going, big deal. But they didn't want yep. to use it for structural purposes. Well, now, mm. what are we, 30, 40 years, 50 years, every, everything comes out of China anyway. Yeah. No one... No one, no one ponders what they're doing now. They just, they get on Amazon and they order it from China. That's exactly right. They get on eBay, right. they order it from China. Yeah. So all it's going to take is for an additional uh, an an initial softening in period and when once they get to the point where there's confidence in the brand and some good feedback and reviews and people say you know what these things move and they handle really well other people are going to go you know what I really want the american one but mm. I don't know and who knows you know <laughs> oh, this is I just thought about this you, you said <laughs> Complete replica apart from the badge. How long is it until someone takes the badge off? Yeah. Hey? Oh, it puts be, a Harley on it. It'll be the first purchase. <laughs> <laughs> and they'll be they'll be on Amazon buying a Harley badge, a yeah. Harley decal. Yeah, Harley, <laughs> increase your pricing on your badge. <laughs> well, did, didn't they already do that? Because, you know, the live wire, they, they removed the Harley badge and all of a sudden now the live wire is $20,000 less. So... Is that how much the Harley badge Are is worth? Taking the piss? Is it actually that I, much less? No, I believe so. I believe. 20. I believe the new Livewire, the Livewire mm. One, which mm. doesn't have any Harley branding on it at all, mm. has been reduced. Maybe not twenty thousand, but a, a quite a substantial amount from what is what was the retail fifty fifty five thousand. Yeah, uh, I think down close to forty, which is a big big decrease in in price. Yeah, it is. It's still a lot of money. It's still for a lot some, of money for somewhere where you can't. We don't have anywhere to charge yeah, it. Yeah, that's right. So apart from maybe one lucky Bowser at an amp hole. It's all right, I'll wait. Yeah. Another, another three hours. Another coffee, thanks. I'll have another coffee. I've had 17 <laughs> waiting for that bloke in front of me to finish charging. Yeah, not to mention the toilet's out of order. The toilet's out of order, but the charging is on, yeah. No, I, oh, sadly, oh, you know, I'm obviously a Harley guy, but mm. I just, it's a good business move. I think so. I, I think so. And there was a demo video of the engine being started up. The, oh. The, the company had the engine on a stand all on its own. They oh. started it up. Yeah. It, it sounded like it was making all the right potato, potato Look, noises. Looks like a duck. Looks like a duck. Look, yeah. It's yeah. so interesting to see what What is, is the badging like, by the way? Uh, I didn't have a proper look at the badging, uh-huh. but I, you know it's just covered in like SWM. It just says SWM. Doesn't matter, does it? And it's probably going to have a Storm Rider badge somewhere on the tank or on the you know tail or who knows what. Yeah. I guess we'll just see what happens. Those damn Chinese. Yeah. Well, hey, they're they're you know they're going ahead and doing it because they can. I'm not going to knock them. I know it's not a popular thing in this place, but I'm not, I I love their honey chicken. <laughs> I'm prepared to jump on their on their Evos. <laughs> they nailed the honey chicken. I gave that a go, and now I'm addicted to it. Would you Would you eat that honey chicken if your Uber deliveries guy turned up on an SWM Stormbreaker? I give him a tip. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, no. I say take it back. No, I wouldn't. You, we don't send it. You don't send food back because you don't know what's coming in. You know what's been put in it when it. When that, it's returned to your table. That's right. Yeah, yeah. At yes, least sir, I can... this, is, this is fantastic. Everything all right, sir? Oh, mate, magnificent, yeah. right? Magnificent. Yeah. It was shit. It was, yeah. <laughs> you tell them that after you've paid the bill. Correct. Yeah. Yeah, not while they're still prepping it. Oh, 
colour range? Again, all of these things mm. uh, are not really evident just yet. So, yeah. oh, I do know, I think it was uh, producing 60 horsepower, which is down on what the Harley-Davidson engine makes. Uh, a, who cares? But B, I think they've done that so they can pass emission standards because mm. that was one of the reasons Harley dropped the engine. Right. It was such an old design, yeah. nothing wrong with that. Mm. Uh, I like that it's an old design, but the problem was that it wasn't meeting emission standards anymore. Mm. And it probably would have cost Harley too much to redesign the engine or retweak things to make it happen. Mm. Uh, and they probably didn't want to reduce the horsepower just like SWM has. But I, I think they've done a good thing by moving onwards to the Sports the Rest. Yeah. I know a lot of people who aren't a fan of it and are laughing at it and calling it a V-Rod Mini and all sorts of stuff, but I actually think it looks great. So do I. Uh, if I was going to buy a brand-new Sportster these days, I would be throwing my money at that bike. Yeah, would you? Okay. Yeah, I would. I, I love the look of the thing. I don't think I'm built for that bike. It's a very small bike. <laughs> the seat's very tiny. Right. You've you've ridden one, haven't you? No. No, you haven't. No. Okay, I thought you. Oh no, you've ridden a, a, an older Sportster. Yeah, a yes. forty-eight. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. But uh, I do want to take one for a test ride. I think um, you know, one hundred and twenty horsepower stock is great. Yeah. And obviously, it's the same engine of out of the Pan America, Pan America. so it's got potential for one hundred and fifty horsepower. 100, uh, 120 is more than enough on that frame. 120 will be fine. On but I'm, I'm sure Harley-Davidson will let you subscribe. 995 a month and you get an extra 30 horsepower. Hey, Adobe Davidson. <laughs> <laughs> kind of has a ring to it, doesn't oh, it? Oh, it certainly does. Well, they're going to have to go that way. <laughs> what do you think they'd be thinking right now, stroking their chin at the, uh, this all this SWM rhetoric? What do you think Willie G's thinking right now? Look, you know what? I, I honestly think they're probably sitting back laughing because I think that there are so many sportsters out there on the market right now. Mm. It's their longest running model that mm. they've ever had. Yeah. You can open up any of your sales, Facebook marketplace, bikesales.com, Gumtree. Yeah. There's a million sportsters for sale Second out there. Market, yeah. and, and they're all probably going to cost secondhand around the price of what this SWM is going to cost brand new. And, 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 and it says Harley on the tank. And it says Harley and someone someone is going to jump on a five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten year old. Yeah, that's right. Authentic. That's right. And the other thing with Harley Davidson is it's no loss of sales for them because they're not selling the bike anymore anyway. Yeah. yeah. And I think anyone looking at buying one of those bikes is probably not looking at a Sportster S anyway. Yeah. It's just that to me they are very different bikes even though I also think the Sportster S is a really nice evolution or revolution Re uh -huh, yeah. uh, from the old Sportster to what they have now with it, the water-cooled engine. Yes. But I, th I don't think they're probably concerned at all. I mean, I, I'm just assuming. Well, well, time will tell. They're yeah. probably they're probably not now, but mm. there'd be somebody in the background thinking, just we'll just keep watching what's going I on. I think here. there'll be someone watching for sure. Yeah. yeah. But, uh, yeah, mate, you, maybe you're right. Maybe there'll be someone there one or two years down the track who will be hanging their head down and going, damn, we discontinued the old sports too soon. Mm. So they're in production? The SWMs? I believe they're currently being made now and yeah. they're going to be shipping in the next few months. So mm. they'll be available probably by middle of next year. Yeah. Very interesting. Very. We very, should get hold yeah. of one. Yeah, well. Take them for a rip. I think SWM is in Australia. So Are they? maybe, yeah, I think because they do sell their older SWM models or the other models. 
Um, so maybe it might come here or it might not because it might not meet emission standards or who knows? Uh, who knows? Yeah. 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 Well, it would now, but a handful of years down the track <clears throat> it, it won't. Yeah, it doesn't have much longevity. No. I mean, I, I even think that about the Milwaukee 8. You True. Know, another, another 10, 15 years maximum. Uh, Harley's not going to be designing another air-cooled engine. It's it's wasted yeah. money. Uh, even even well before then, I, I I said to someone lighthearted the other day, but I actually was quite serious. I think I think there'll be a twelve fifty max in in a street glide in f- five years. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know? Or they'll they'll bore it out and make it a maybe a fourteen hundred or fifteen hundred. <laughs> yeah. You know, like they've they've gone the opposite direction. Oh, yeah, sorry, with the night I mean, yeah, what, that's what I meant to say. The the, yeah. the technology <clears throat> and then bo- and boosting it a bit. And, yeah, yeah, giving it a yeah. bit more. Yeah, they couldn't sell it as a twelve fifty. But yeah, you're right. Yeah, you're right. No, no real man would buy a twelve fifty bagger, would they? <laughs> <laughs> no. no. <laughs> well, not a Harley one. Not well. No, no. Maybe a um, a V Star or something or. Hey, I started on one of those. They're great bikes. Oh, they! I think they are. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not convinced by your body language from across the room, Chief. <laughs> but I, honestly, though, I, it's funny. I can't see someone who's used to riding uh, a current Milwaukee 8 yeah. that, that's, what, pushing about 1,800, 1,900 cc's. Yes, yeah, between, yeah. And, yeah. and getting their next bagger and, A, it's water-cooled, so there, there's that. And... and on one hand, you go, big deal, water-cooled, air-cooled, as long as it works, who cares? But mm. there's a lot of people, myself included, who are a fan of air-cooled engines. Mm. So water-cooling for me is just another thing to go wrong, another thing to maintain. Yeah, it is. But the other thing is is that you've, you're used to this capacity of 18, 1900 cc's mm. and then all of a sudden you go out looking for your next new motorbike and it's a 1250. Yeah, big big difference if it drops down to twelve fifty. But but we talk about capacity. But who's who who who's wringing the neck out of these things? Well, no one. Yeah, really. I mean, yeah. they're not designed for it anyway. Yeah, yeah. You get a few people that, and oftentimes they're the ones who are putting cams in them and turbo and all sorts of yeah. stuff. Do you know anyone who's put cams in their bike, mate? <laughs> Suddenly, my microphone stopped <laughs> working. How about that? Well, you know, First in all here. fairness, listeners, Rod, Roger's put a decent cam in it that it makes good mid-range power. Does it's got good? Yeah, yeah. You haven't you. gone for ultimate horsepower at no. the top end at six and a half thousand no, RPMs. And, no, no, yeah. and, and that's why I laugh when a handful of people behind the scenes have said, or sometimes even on, in our videos, have put comments in there saying, <laughs> "Have you ever dynoed it?" And I go, "I'm not. I don't." It feels great. It looks great. It sounds great. I don't yeah. need the numbers. Sorry. For, Sorry, people, but I yeah. just I don't need to know the numbers. And what what does it mean ultimately? Yeah. It, it doesn't. You know what? As a as far as cruisers go, it doesn't mean anything. No. As long as you're comfortable. Yeah. And you can you can cruise on it. Yeah. And you can get off the bike, and you don't look like you've just been kicked yeah. up the ass a thousand times. Yeah. Like you do on when you get off my sports stuff, for example. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not. I have no interest in a you know Harley Davidson pissing contest. Yeah. I'm not. Yeah. It's just yeah. I don't care. It does no. what it does, and it sounds that way, and that, that's I feel the way I do on it. That's it. Doesn't matter if there's another faster one going. I don't care. Yep, that's it. <laughs> mm-hmm. I think we've talked heaps about Harley Davidson. Yeah, who who started yeah. that brand? Talk? Oh, that that was me. That no. was me. Only because I'm really interested in seeing what this SWM thing <sighs> looks like yeah. and, and goes like because 
It's, I am too. If you've said apart from the badging, it's yeah. it's a Harley. And you, bringing up the SG, the Gibson SG, the yeah. thing is, yeah, it's been copied a billion times, countless times. Yeah. But I do know there's companies out there that make SG copies mm. that are better guitars than the SG sitting right, right there. Right. And one of the only reasons I've got that is because it says Gibson on the headstock. Of course. Why wouldn't you? Uh, of course. Uh, but there are companies out there that do make them better and I've played them and gone, wow, this is a really good guitar. Yeah. And in all honesty, hand on heart, it's a better guitar out of the box. Mm. Well, it's the same as uh, golfers do the same thing, right? Yeah. The pro golfers have been named. They're under contract to play a certain brand mm -hmm. and they. I, I know that there are some pro golfers out there that might be using a Titleist driver or a tailor-made driver and they'll put a different cover on it. Yeah, Absolutely. So that so that so that when yeah. when there's footage of their caddy carrying that bag around out of the top of the bag, <laughs> the two or three longest clubs in the bag yeah. have got X brand on them. Yeah, right. Even though we could all see when you if you if you're a golfer, you know you, you put know it straight out. away. I only know, I only got to look at the color of the damn mm. th thing to know what it is. But that that's that shit goes on. So yeah. of course it goes on. With yeah. That. Well, that's a real Gibson over there. <laughs> it's like it's like those people that wear those. Cap like like trucker caps like I've got on now, right? Please, I know I know I, I know I'm safe in this house saying this because I know you guys wouldn't do this, and yeah. I hope I don't wind up with egg on my face here. But those people that wear the trucker caps or whatever the surfy hats, and they keep that shiny glistening sticker on the underneath. I can't understand that. And then I said to Rochelle one day, I was having a rant, and I said. What the f and hell do these people do that? Did you get <laughs> check that one. I got given this. Yeah, fair it, enough. And it's got dust on it because I don't wear caps. Yeah, yeah. And, and it's one of those ones. There wouldn't be one on a show. Oh, it's, don't it's, start me on showy. Do you want? Do you want? You want a rant? I'll go on a rant with showy. Oh, we, we can talk about that maybe in the next episode. In the next episode, let's do that. Yeah, stay tuned, folks, for yeah. the showy rant um, coming to YouTube also. <laughs> <laughs> just quietly. Um, but and, and Rochelle said, no, they do that. Rochelle doesn't do this, but she knows why. She said, mm. no, they do that so it's a mark of authenticity. And I said, you need a sticker on the underside of the rim of the cap to tell – and who gives a shit? Yeah. It's a cap. Yeah. i got a cap up there in the middle. It's a Ren and Stimpy cap. Yeah. It's worth, at this stage, about anywhere between five to $10,000. What? It is. I've worn that to death. I wore that all through high school. I've sweated in it. It's got stains all over it. In fact, the, the adjustment buckle at the back is broken. Uh, I won't mention the type of stains it's got. Um, it was I high school. You nothing. know, we all he did things in high school that we regret. <laughs> Speak for yourself, Padre. <laughs> but the thing is, is that I don't have any stickers on there no. or I didn't leave the tag on there and... You know, but there's also a Suzuki GSXR one, and that's authentic as well. Well, now that you've said that, I now yeah. doubt. I completely doubt the authenticity of that cap <laughs> and all the bullshit you just went on with about what's happened. Yeah, I picked that up in Chinatown. There we go. There we go. <laughs> hey, six twenty-five <laughs> with a free little fluffy kangaroo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why do they do it. Everyone. Yeah, I, I don't get it. It's a sticker. I, I totally don't get it. It's it's. It's a, it's a generational thing. I think it is. Either that or we're just sounding like two old bastards. Well, there's that as well. I, we do have a bit of a Stadler and Waldorf vibe going on here at the moment. We just, we just need a balcony or a ledge to stand on. <laughs> well, once a deck's done, we can sit hey. out there and record the episode. Hey, there we go. Yeah, we're looking down on people. Yeah, that's right. Pretending we're above you. I'll just get some cardboard cutouts of idiots. And I'll <laughs> well, we don't need cardboard cutouts. We are the idiots. <laughs> 
But stay tuned for the showy rant. Plenty going on about that. Appalling. I'm looking forward to it. Appalling. I've heard a little bit about it. I've had a teaser. Uh, but, uh, yeah, it's um, it's, it's pretty a, disappointing. It's got a lot to do with, yeah, it's got a lot to do with some of their, one of their products and their appalling customer service in Australia. Yeah. Mm. Not good. No, not it's good. not. I'm scared to take it. I need a drink of water. No, go for I'm it. I'm going to go can, away from the mic. You can fart, you can burp. I'm not going to do that. That's yeah, rude. I'll just leave that in. I'll move away from I'll the microphone. I'll write a note here. Do, do not... Delete this bit. This is Pikes Burgers Beers ASMR. <laughs> Get into it. <laughs> oh, you didn't drink the water near the microphone. Oh, sorry about that. That was the best bit. We used to get Steve Hughes to... Um, Steve Hughes, the famous comedian that is, whom I lived with in Parramatta, founder of black metal band Slaughterlord. We used to get him to do our promos for the Heavy mm-hmm. Session radio program. Very, very funny. Mm-hmm. Really pushed the edge. Yeah. Oh, boy. Sorry, Steve, we have to redo that one. We can't leave that in. We have a semi... Even though it was a heavy metal genre, we had a semi-conservative audience mm. from a um, radio station perspective. That was authentic. No stickers yeah. required. No stickers required at all. No. Right? You knew what you were getting. <laughs> well, that's true. We had a disclaimer. Do you have a disclaimer at the start of the show? I, I put one on this one now that you're here. <laughs> <laughs> He's coming over. Make a disclaimer. Quick. He's a fucking idiot. Quick, get a lawyer. Get a fucking lawyer. He's a loose cannon. We don't have a lawyer. Where we get li- Where's Lionel Hutz when you need him? <laughs> <laughs> Turns into a sponge when you put it in water. There you go. I'm off with the Simpsons plates. Look what you've done now. <laughs> now we're going to get copyright strikes. Oh. Yeah, well, we, we know all about that with YouTube. I think yeah. I got two. I think I got two copyright strikes and I think that's I suspect that that's why I'm not allowed to put trailers on videos. Mm. But it was it, I went back and sussed it out and it was related to music and I'm thinking no, no ev- everything is everything I use is through Epidemic Sound. It's mm. all paid. It's a paid subscription, not yeah, Adobe. Okay. Yeah, YouTube are a law unto themselves. Well, I know all about that. Well, I shouldn't bring that up because you've had a hell of a time. I just realised that I'm speaking to the... Yeah, I'm going to make you angry now. Yeah, the YouTube channel, I don't know what I'm doing with that right now. Uh, I'm let's, just going to ignore it. Let's take it to the Supreme Court. In, in fact, even the other day I went over and looked at the Vimeo page to see what they're about. Oh, really? Yeah, absolutely, because I was just like, well, I'm sick of this. So you can you can upload videos at the moment, you can't premiere them. Yep, my my ability to premiere has completely disappeared. What have you yeah. done to them? I don't know. I don't know. I wish I did. I'd be proud of it then. <laughs> Maybe you wouldn't be. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me for coughing. Edit that bit out. What have we got here? I'm just sampling your uh, your wares. <laughs> your wares. <laughs> <laughs> Tonight oh. on Bikes Burgers Beers, sampling Steph's wares. Oh, Roger's bought already. <laughs> no, I'm not. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, if Roger starts sampling wares on a coffee table, well, they go, time to wrap it up. <laughs> no, it's not. I'm actually looking for, um, oh. yeah. What have you got there? you got mm. some notes. No. You've done some homework. Oh, I did some homework, yeah. yeah. Speaking of show, this is part of the rant. But remember a while ago you and I were t- I'm going to cough again. Excuse me. Do you want some more water? Yes, please. All righty, folks. We've come to that point in the show today where we're going to take a short break to hear from our show sponsors. Please stay tuned and remember, those discount codes still apply, so make sure you use them. Time to get myself a new jacket and a matching pair of gloves. 
With the discount code over at Johnny Reb, our show sponsor, it makes it really affordable. And I have to say, damn, I look good in some Johnny Reb gear. All I have to do is enter the code BIKES15 at checkout over at johnnyreb.com.au. That's B-I-K-E-S-1-5. And I instantly get 15% off all my purchases. And to top it off, if I spend over $49, they give me free shipping. That's easy. JohnnyReb.com.au. Oh, yeah. Riding your bike? Thirsty work. Mowing the lawn? Thirsty work. You deserve a refreshing drink. My top beer, the Nectar of the Hops from Willie the Boatman, is rated number 99 in the top beers of Australia. Well, it's number one in my household, and just to make it sweeter, Willie the Boatman are offering you 20% off all their purchases on their website. All you got to do is enter the code hashtag bikesburgersbeers at checkout on willytheboatman.com and you get beer delivered to your door. Nothing like cracking open a cold one after wrestling with the lawnmower. Still thirsty? Nah, not anymore. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, back to the show. Remember a while ago we were talking about um, the fact that is rather disgusting for us to make an admission about, but the, the fact that we'd had our current helmets for a number of years and never washed the <laughs> internal lining. <laughs> He's laughing from the kitchen, folks. He's filling up my water bottle. So I had a I had a malfunction with my uh, Purple Panda mic and it needed to be replaced. So I thought a week and a half ago, I thought, well, I'm not riding this weekend, so I'll rip all the lining out. I'll actually wash it. And I just uh, refitted it back today and um, now I don't have as much room inside the helmet. <laughs> it's, it's like it's ballooned, it's puffed, it's puffed back out. But it's clean. The inside of my helmet is finally clean. And I was thinking to myself, well, I've ridden through some pretty hot – thanks, mate – ridden through some pretty hot Australian summers and springs. What are we thinking? We've – it's sweaty, it's dirty. Yeah. Yeah, no, you don't have a problem with it. Well, no, I, I'm I'm just thinking it's probably wise to clean your helmet occasionally. Of course it is. Yeah, Why I have mean, we not done it? I don't know. <laughs> I, I think when I got back into biking, one of the first things I found with nearly all helmets on the market, which mm. was a revelation to me, was that the lining's removable on pretty much even the cheapest helmets you get these days. Yeah. Uh, whether it's uh, Velcro or they're the little um, snap Snappies, buttons or. Yeah. I think it's a great idea, having said that I've never done it with my helmets, <laughs> but I tend to upgrade them uh, pretty often anyway. So, oh, do you? Yeah, not, not for any particular reason of being lazy or whatever. You just chuck them in the washing machine, don't you? Yeah. 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 Do you have to put them into like a... Oh, Rochelle, Tom. No, I did. I put them in a pillowcase. In a pillowcase? Yeah. You yeah. Can put it in a bra bag or anything? Uh, or? <laughs> no, I couldn't find my bra bag. <laughs> <laughs> I found my norks, not my bra bag. <laughs> I did put it, but yeah, I don't know why I did that because they're the only thing in the washing machine. But um, yeah, I've done it. I've done it. Mm. Yeah, and now it won't fit properly. No, it fits properly. It's it just it up? it's now back to that snug fit when you put on a, a new helmet. Well, that's a good thing. It is a good thing. Yeah, but it's super comfy. Yeah, I, I said I said that there's a showy rant coming on another yeah. episode. But it is a comfortable but, but, helmet. But the showy rant will be about Rochelle's helmet, not mine, because yeah. I have a GTA two, and it feels it's three, got to be f- close to four years old now. Mm. It feels like I have pillows surrounding my head. Yeah, <laughs> and it's quite an iconic helmet because I remember that yeah. time I was going to Laguna. 
and I saw you and Rochelle riding the other way and yeah. I, I saw your helmet and went, that's got to be Rog. Yeah, red stripe. Yeah. Oh, man, ratchet strap, internal, although mm. I know why they do it, but there's no, they, you can't, I, I know you're not a fan of transition visors, not a big fan. They don't make a transition visor for the GTA 2. Ah, uh, okay. You have the internal drop down, which yep. works beautifully. Yeah. But um, <laughs> there's two reasons why I go with my dark tint visor. One is... It looks better in videos. <laughs> let's, let's just let's just be fully transparent and get that one out of the way. Um, second of all, I suffer really badly from glare and the heat. Okay. And I actually ride with not only the internal tinted visor down, but also my external one down. Can you see anything through that no. at that stage? No. no. Okay. Oh, coming home from Oberon <laughs> oh, yeah. when we were in that downpour yeah, the other that week. Would have been fun. Oh man, I couldn't. I, I could barely see. I was leading yeah. the pack up the mountain. Yep. To come back and I was <laughs> visor up, visor down, visor up. Visor, oh, man. Yeah, it's, it's that not tough. that I'm not a fan of the transition stuff. What what I find, well, basically, long story short, I'm a cheapskate and I find that the transition uh, visor is so expensive to replace. Yeah, they're, yeah they're, actually, they're actually the price of a cheapish helmet. They are. Yeah. They really are. And I, I just look and go, wow, okay, that's you a cheap bit much. Cheap bastard. What? I, yeah, no, I'm first to admit it. I'm not going to spend that much. No, no it's a fair call. They're, yeah. I think they're like 250 bucks. But yeah. So you can't get one for the GTA 2. I understand why. You can get one for the Shoei NXR, but the Shoei NXR is their entry-level helmet. Okay. And I just think um, I've got a. Mm. I paid a shitload of money for the GTA 2, which mm. I don't mind because, yep. as I said, I've had it for three or four years. It's still a magnificent fitting helmet. Mm. Although, did you did you put in a comment in my recent poll where I said I dropped it from about a metre and a half? Yes, I yes. did. Yeah, I can't remember uh, what you said. I What I said was it probably is okay. I know you can get the helmets tested. I think you said something like, couldn't you find a more interesting poll to put on YouTube? <laughs> <laughs> I would never ever say that out loud. No. <laughs> Especially not in print. No. <laughs> No, I thought because um, my understanding is that the helmet can be dropped. Obviously, not from great heights. You're not dropping yeah. it off the balcony or anything. No. But, but say off the motorcycle, you know, half a meter to a meter off the ground. I think they're okay as long as that that you they don't have any weight in them, i.e., your head. Yeah. And I think they're generally okay. But I do know, I'm not sure if they do it in Australia. But I do know you can send it back to the manufacturer and they'll test it. Uh. Then again, there's also guys like Motocap who I've had on the show before that do testing. I wonder if oh, you can yeah. send it to them and do I it. I remember I've heard that. I've, I didn't ask them that question. No. I'll have to have them back and I'll have to ask them that. Well, based on the rant that I'll deliver on another episode, I shan't be going to show his head office in Brisbane because they're a bunch of flogs. <laughs> but um, but I, it, dro- it fell from my mirror. It was sitting over the mirror yep. and I just... Yep. And it's never fallen off there before. That's all it did. It fell from there. Yep. There's superficial damage on the back, that mm. little spoiler bit that's yep. on the back of the GTA 2s, yep. which I don't like, but whatever. That's all it is. Yeah. The, the lining came out. I'm looking at the, the EPA. It's fine. Yeah, it probably it's, is okay. Yeah. But uh, so are you buying another helmet? No, or you, no, no, I'm no. sticking with it. Okay. Yeah, Rochelle's insistent that I should, but I'm thinking, yeah. she goes, just replace one of those. I go, it's $1,000 and this one's fine. Mm. Don't worry about it. Yeah. Because yeah. it is a lot of money. It's, any helmet's a lot of money, but is. but I also think, well, I've got great value out of this, and I and I think I can continue to get good value out at of least it. for another year or two. Another year, although I didn't. You say that iconic red stripe, but I'm actually not a 
big fan of that red stripe. You know why mm. I got that helmet? Because everyone notices you. <laughs> yeah, it's not there like me to want to be noticed again. <laughs> mm. No, I actually, way. I actually wanted a gloss black one or a matte black one that day. Okay. And Helmet Warehouse at their old site in Yaguna didn't have one. Okay. But they had that in stock. And silly me, instead of saying, "Oh, just wait three or four weeks," mm. no, have to have it now. Mm. So out I went with a big red stripe. There you go. But I think you're right. In yeah. all in all seriousness, there's nothing wrong with having a little bit of extra visibility if someone can see that big red stripe at the back of your helmet instead of a, a gloss black helmet on a vivid black Harley Davidson <laughs> uh, with uh, dark black rain gear. Yeah. That's very clever, Rog. Yeah. Well, look, you know what? I have a theory about that because the last big motorcycle accident I had, and I say last because I hope to never have another one again. yes. yes. I got T-boned, and people know this story from oh, way back in Series just 1. the Broadway one? Yeah, oh, and, and the thing is I was on a bright fluoro green yes. motorcycle, you know the brand I'm talking about, and I was on a bike with a full Yoshimura kit, so loud, uh, loud colour, loud noises. I was wearing a yellow jacket with a yellow HJC helmet. Yeah. You couldn't get any more visible than that. And I still got knocked off my bike. So, so what you're saying is high visibility doesn't get in the way of more. And, and neither do sound, uh, loud loud pipes, for that matter, in my opinion. Mm. Uh, which is also why I haven't really done much to to my Himalayan. People put loud exhausts on it. I'll oh, be seen, be heard, and yeah. and I, I actually just from my experience, I've had two bike accidents where I've been hit by someone else, yeah. and both of those occasions, it's been on the Kawasaki, uh, two different ones, yeah. bright green, same jacket different helmet but same colour again yeah. safety first no not not apparently not saying so you're saying I shouldn't trade my wet weather gear no just stick to all black <laughs> yeah get a louder pipe or something do whatever you the want pipes are louder yeah pipe, well do whatever you want I don't think any of it matters I think if someone is driving or another rider because yeah. I have had collisions with other riders who are lane splitting and yeah. and switch lanes which is illegal mm. but they've done it and they hit you and they oh I didn't see you really so I just think if someone's going to hit you, they're going to hit you. Yeah, I agree with that. They're probably looking at their phone or they're, or they're doing something else, yep. you know, eating a hamburger and drinking a beer or something. On a, on a bike. They could. Do they million-dollar bike? Yeah. Well, you know, Ben the other day, Daily Commute, was having a coffee on his. He was too. <laughs> and I'm thinking, I haven't seen a cup, cup holder on his Triumph. Neither have I. Well, I was wondering where he put it. Let's not go there. <laughs> <laughs> Well, he rides a Triumph, I mean. It's <laughs> hey, Ben, <laughs> that wasn't me. I hey. only say that because I recently rode a Triumph because mm. I, I was genuinely looking. As people know, I, I have sort of very, very vaguely wanted to sell the Sportster, but every time please, I ride it, I don't want to. Please say the model that I love. Not the uh, the Bonneville. No, well, I okay. Say Bonnie, but, well, I rode the Bonneville. It was the it was the T one hundred, so yeah. it's the eight six five or whatever CCs it is. It doesn't matter because it was bloody boring. And to oh. be honest, I, I thought I was riding a Honda. It was so boring and lame. Interesting. Uh, which sorry, Honda riders, uh, not sorry. <laughs> I, I think they're boring as well. But the thing is, is that I, I rode it going. Oh, I was kind of expecting something else like what, what you... well it's a twin cylinder yeah. i was expecting some sort of life and vibration yeah, yeah, from yeah, the yeah, engine yeah, yeah, yeah. no it's been ironed out and completely smooth and oh the uh, new, uh, so newer versions right yeah no this well this was a 20 year old bike it was oh. a, i think or 18 years old it was a 2004 yeah. model yeah, yeah, yeah. but it was counterbalanced and all that stuff fine i, I don't mind counterbalancing but it just had no character at all which i'm probably going to piss off a lot of triumph riders right now 
And I know a whole bunch of people that heard me mention that a few weeks back said, oh, you should ride the, the T120, the, the 12, uh, is it 1200? I think it's the 1200. Mm, mm. And I kind of went, no, because it's just, isn't it just the same engine, just bigger? And I yeah. kind of went, no, it was kind of boring. It was really boring. And I got back on my Harley and, of course, riding a, a fairly stock Sportster, uh, it, it's like sitting on a wild Bronco. The, yeah. the thing just handles like crap. and. Yeah. Uh, and mm. but but the engine's vibrating. It's alive. It's it's you know, it's a very visceral ride, which I kind of like. Yeah, I like that it vibrates. I like that it makes all weird noises yeah. and goes clank and yeah. is loud and obnoxious. And yeah. and when yeah. you're riding it, you feel like you're riding a motorcycle. Yeah. Otherwise, I just go buy a Lexus. Wow, wow. You, maybe they've just sailed along this past twenty odd years, just thinking, just being complacent because it's got an iconic look, maybe, body, maybe, um, without actually, without actually tweaking. But I, you know what, I've started to fall in love with the well, certainly the look of them. I haven't been on one. Is the Street Scrambler? That is a nice looking bike. Great looking bike. Yeah, I hope it's not boring to ride. Down on down a little down on power, but it depends what you're doing with it. Yeah, you know, and the ability to change up the tires and do a little bit of semi off roading and yeah. that any serious stuff. Yeah, yep. Nice little bit of kit. I think they're, but they retail at uh, eighteen, nineteen, maybe a bit more than that. Yeah, eighteen or nineteen. They do so. have a premium price tag, yeah. but the Triumphs, I believe, especially these newer models in the last five ten years, uh, and this goes to towards other models previous to that but especially the newer ones their their fit and finish and the the level of detail the machining and everything it's on par and in some cases surpasses harley davidson right and i feel the same way about the bmw r18 when i when i rode uh ross's from biker talk yeah right i was riding that bike thinking wow there's there's not a single bit of stamped pressed steel on this bike it's all machined it's all nice it's all billet it's yeah. all beautiful yeah. and it was a solid unit and funny enough uh, bmw or people laugh at bmws for being refined an old man bike or whatever you want to call it but the reality is that bike had more character than the triumph did interesting i know it was a thousand cc's bigger yeah but when you open a throttle you felt something See, I've not been on one, and and this this will sound odd because a lot of people, excuse me, a lot of people that have that have ridden one will say, "What are you talking about?" To me, my first impressions looking at it, I think they lack character to look at. The R eighteen, yeah, mm. I, I think they do. I, th I think they're too. They look at uh, it's just just yeah. it's just a first impression looks right. Yeah, obviously performance wise, this will change, but I I think from a, an aesthetic perspective, they look too clinical. Okay. Have you seen one in person? Yeah, you have from a distance, not up close. Okay. Haven't haven't touched it, felt it. Haven't jumped. Haven't thrown a leg over one. All so right. uh, look, yeah. of course, yeah. But but then again, I also think the same when I see stock street glides and road glides because you've got the you've got the stock bar set up where it's pulled back towards you and everything just looks uncomfortable. But mm. but you tweak them and yeah. People, people can't see that, but you just made the sort of motion like you were riding a penny farthing. Well, really like I was like. riding something else. <laughs> you were going skiing. <laughs> well, yes. Yes, I have poles. I have pen poles. Um, yeah. Well, uh, yeah, that's, that's the motion I made. I used to do that with Rochelle's bike before she yeah. got the factory 47s. She said, how do you like riding my bike? I said, I feel like I'm riding a dinky. <laughs> <laughs> just need yeah. just need streamers coming out of the that, bars. Oh, that's what I was thinking just then too. Well, yeah, the streamers yeah, out the, the bars streamers. Dinky, yeah. yeah, I could see you doing that. Yeah. <laughs> 
Isn't yeah. there a thing in the US where guys are putting like a, a leather whip hanging off the handlebar or something? Have you seen that look? Uh, maybe in certain <laughs> certain postcodes. <laughs> <laughs> we did we did have a brief discussion about what we possibly can say and can't say before I started recording. <laughs> no, I've seen some people do it and I'm not sure what it is. It's either a look thing or they're genuinely whipping other people while they're riding. Well, they could be doing that. But I, did, is there one on uh, Calamity Jane? No, I don't believe there is, but no? there's enough hanging off that to oh. to probably fit about ten motorcycles. Mm, I know <laughs> that thing has grown exponentially. Yeah, and l- listeners, if you've missed that episode, that is back in season one in the uh, actually episode four, the first guest I had on the show, the very first guest, the very first guest I had on the show, Chris Keeble, the barbering biker, the yeah. Aussie and the Indian. We've done a photo shoot with that bike. You have mm. a great photo shoot. Those photos look amazing. And there was a great day. It probably looks nothing like that in, in from the photos because she changes it all the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it, well, even then she had said, and that was, <coughs> oh, God, that was about four years ago, that shoot, I think. But even then she said, man, if you saw this bike a year ago yeah. or now. Yeah, she changes it all the time. Every time I've seen it, it looks a little bit different. I don't know how she gets it around, just quietly. I don't know how Amazing. she does it either. I've seen her towing that trailer, and I think the first first moto content meetup, I went past yeah, her on the did. party. Uh, was it party road? She didn't know it was you. No, she didn't know it was me. But I, of course, I knew it was her yeah, because uh, yeah. <laughs> it's not hard to mistake no, that bike. No, no. But I saw her towing the trailer, and she was slowing down. I knew why because the trailer was pushing her down the hill. Yeah. And she 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 was sitting on the brakes the whole time, and yeah. But there were a couple of other riders already with her, so yeah. I didn't bother stopping. I thought, well, you, know, you don't want too many cook spoil in the brothy yeah, yeah, it's just yeah. going to cause more issues and more stress so yeah. i just kept going yeah. but uh yeah with the trailer on there and everything i think she's got a new trailer now that's a lot lighter but uh the one she had on there the yeah, camper yeah, that she could actually yeah, sleep in that yeah, was correct that was crazy that was crazy yeah that was crazy yeah, but that's chris keeble that's chris yeah you know i, t- I tell you <laughs> what that's going to get some looks when it goes through the main drag of sturgis absolutely it will yeah yeah i hope she's doing that she is. Where's she going to park it? Oh. <laughs> it's <dirt. laughs> She'll have to take up three or four bike places. Well, she'll have to get there a day <laughs> early then and just leave it there. Mm. Uh, knowing her, she'll just arrive and just push people out of the way. <laughs> I look forward to seeing the footage of someone else's footage just and every, all their heads just go, what the f- What is, who are you? Yeah, who are you? I'm from Australia, mate. Yeah. I'm from Sydney. Push off. <laughs> or something to that effect. I think she'll use more colourful language than that. Really? I've never heard Chris swear. Neither? Yeah. Interesting. You haven't hung around her long enough. I'm joking, of course. You can't talk to Chris any longer than nine seconds without a profanity. And she doesn't care, and that's the way it should be. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Correct. Now, how far into your notes have you gotten here? Oh, really? Oh, you want more notes? Oh, you know, I'm just trying to move along. Okay. Well, you know what I was... We're up to an hour. Well, if we've got time, I, <laughs> I actually wanted to bring... I want to steer it towards food because, of course, okay. the last time I saw you was at the... Well, we were at the last course in Newtown. Ah, the, the, yeah, the that's dessert right. Bar I was working that night. You were working and Rob Charwood said, you know, Steph's just... I'm sure Steph's playing in Newtown tonight. I go, get out of here. <laughs> yeah. And so I was a little bit short on cash and I needed to go up to the ATM in the pub, which you were playing at. <laughs> So I come out of the pub and I come back down to the restaurant and there's this 10-gallon cowboy hat and I'm going, look at this. Oh, it's Steph. Here oh, you go. hello. <laughs> what a good... No, I was joking. <laughs> and there you were. That was awesome. It was a nice surprise, actually. It was yeah, great Seeing all you guys there was great. Yeah. And, um, yeah, you got to see me playing in a different band. 
with a different hat on. Actually, no, same hat. Same hat. Was it the same hat? Yeah, same hat. Yeah. Yeah, I wasn't wearing my overalls though. Or was I? No, you had No, I think short. I was just wearing the same thing. Oh, yeah, I, I don't think I really ever no, changed. No, it's great. Yeah. And Cam's a gun. He Cam's is. an absolute gun. He is. He's a monster player. He doesn't think he is, but he is. No, doesn't he? Yeah. No, he yeah. is. Yeah. We, we could only stay for the first set because we had such a long ride home. But if anyone's ever in the Newtown area, if you've been to a show or something like that and you want somewhere to go afterwards and have a coffee and a beautiful dessert it's not it's not all they do but we'll, we'll go back there one night we'll drag oh well we can't drag you there because you won't find anything on the menu but uh, <laughs> but it's just oh magnificent i think the last time we talked about it yeah i think i looked at the menu and there might be one or two things i can have oh, i'm really? not sure yeah i'll have to double check that but um you know, I can always just still have a coffee and hang out with you guys. Of and, course. I'm know. speaking of the, the establishment called The Last Course yeah. in Newtown. Across the road from the Inmore Theatre and maybe a couple of hundred metres up. Yep. And they, they do food there as well, don't they? They do dinner. Yeah, 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 yeah absolutely. Yeah. We, that's what we did. It was, yeah. a full, it was a full on... Oh, okay, yeah. Because originally when Rochelle told me about it, mm. she told me it was a dessert place. Yeah. And then right. when I looked at the menu, I went, oh, no, there's food there too. Yeah. And I think there's a couple of things I can eat there. Oh, good. Yeah. Good. Yeah, it's, it's small, but the ambience is great, and the customer service is fantastic. I can imagine, yeah. Oh man, but uh, so yeah, it's not typically a dessert place, but most people treat it that way. So they'll go to the Enmore or go and see bands at a pub and whatnot, and then make their way in there. Yeah. Oh man, fantastic. Yeah. yeah, they used to be out at Windsor Way, and Rochelle Rochelle oh, used to okay. frequent them quite often, and got very very close with them. And so now every time we go in there, it's like. You know, it's like Rochelle's one of the family. Yeah, brilliant. Yeah, fantastic. Yeah, yeah. and well, the look—that's that's look, a nice thing. It is a nice yeah. thing, and it was a great. It was a great setting. I think there was eight of us there, and it was great because Rochelle and I know how great it is, and we were just watching the reactions of the people when they started tucking in their dessert, and there was there was a lot of oh my god, yeah, how good is this? <laughs> you know, so that's what we want to see. Ah, oh, brilliant. Yeah, it was fantastic. Speaking of good things, oh, thank you. Yeah, well, you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> Are they Christmas presents? You, you, you didn't have to wrap them for me. Yeah. <laughs> Only the finest for you, sure, Rob. Sure, as long as there's an authentic sticker on them. <laughs> no, we peeled those off. Oh. I put them on my own presents. <laughs> oh, put them on your freaking Ren and Stimpy hat. <laughs> Fine things, you say. Uh, what I was going to talk about was mm. on your YouTube channel, occasionally you do a pie run. And, oh, uh, yeah. You haven't done any in a while. No, we haven't have done you one since Have we you had a lot of shit pies lately or what's the <laughs> <laughs> No, no. Well, we've we've been to Queensland and that's taken up a lot of that time. Okay, the well, last one was the Has Grum the food there improved? Queensland? Yeah. That's a shit up. <laughs> uh, you got any Brisbane, you got any Queensland listeners? Well, I think I just yeah, they, had they, they uh, just VS chick out. on the show recently. Oh, and uh, Don't worry about her. She's up at Harvey Bay. That doesn't even count anymore. <laughs> It's East Timor, isn't it? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Same climate. <laughs> yeah. The last one was uh, the Grumpy Baker in um, uh, Bilpin. Have you been there? I haven't been there yet. Not bad. Yeah. Not bad. They um, they do a mean – they call it a country pie. Mm. But it, if you'll see, if you go back and watch the episode – I know you've watched the episode, but if anyone else does, but it's got – I'll link it in the show notes. Yeah, thanks. Um, but there's carrots in it and I think there's even mushroom. I'm not a big mushroom fan, but 
it blended into the meat and beautiful fluffy pastry. But yeah, so we we have a uh, so that's the most recent one. But so we have a series called Pie on the Fly where we just ride yeah. and check out Australian pies because mm. it's an iconic thing to do, isn't it? Absolutely, ride around. Uh, but no, recently we haven't we haven't done one since then because. We spent two weeks in Queensland, and that takes that's there's nine episodes. And, <laughs> <laughs> um, but we need to we we need to go and push the envelope and get out of the the, the not metropolitan, but get out of the locale, mm. and we want to get out into the um, the extreme parts of New South Wales and try stuff like that. But I'm always conscious of someone says, "Oh, you need to go and do this and go go to this great pie such and such," and I'm thinking, "Well, it needs to be a great ride out there, an iconic plot, not." Not an iconic place, but it if it's a shit ride mm. and you're going out there and then the pie's crap. <laughs> okay. Well it's an episode. I don't need to do an episode that badly. <laughs> no, that's right. Yeah. You know? Well, I know the guys from Mighty Car Mods, I don't know if you watch their channel. Uh they're an Australian couple of guys who've been doing uh car modifications in their driveway for decades and yeah. and now they've got their own workshops and all that. They're a big channel now. Yeah. But uh, they, I think maybe six, eight months ago, they did a drive out into the middle of New South Wales to find the official centre of New South Wales and also go get a pie. And what they did was they found that there's two towns in the middle of New South Wales. I forget all the details, so forgive me, central New South Wales folk. Mm. But they they went to one place that claims to be the centre of New South Wales and got a pie. Yeah. And then they drove to the other town that claims to be the centre of New South Wales and got a pie. And then they both sat down and ate their pies under this, uh, I think it was a statue or something or, or some sort of monument. Yeah. And uh, they compared pies and then the other one dropped a bombshell and said, you know what, they're the same pies because they just come out of the same factory and the bakeries <laughs> just buy them. And yeah. it kind of made me go, oh. Yeah. So you've gone to a bakery somewhere in the it, middle of nowhere. Yeah, it's a, and you've eaten a franchise pie. And you've eaten the fr- even though it's not a franchise bakery, no, 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 they no. just all buy it from the same yeah. supplier. And and I just kind of went, oh, that's, that's not why we stop in country bakeries. No. We stopped because it was made by Mavis out the back at exactly. four a.m. Yeah, that's yeah. that's the only reason when I go to Melbourne, I go to Pellegrini's instead of going to Ligon Street because. I know they're the guys actually making the pasta in the back yeah. and it's not some show-off, touristy, crappy restaurant Yeah, with some guy at the front trying to spruik it. Sam, that's sad because a pie, like if, if that's the case, go and get a sergeant's one out of the supermarket freezer. Exactly. You know? Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. And, th- and that's, what I, that's what I don't mind about the grumpy baker. In Bilpin, they make because their own you can pies. you can that the, the pastry is flaky. It's yeah. like it, you know that that's not packaged up, and that's you know right. they got made that morning. Yeah, you know makes a big difference. Yeah, that's why I love. Um, well, the the pie uh, pie in the sky is a franchise. Yes, but for some reason they make. Or thankfully, I would say they make they make them different per location because mm. the one I actually find the one on the old road crap. The okay, pies, the old Pacific Highway, yeah, Mount yeah. White, is it somewhere up there? Yeah, near there. Yeah, near there. Dangerous spot to pull in and out of with yeah. bikes, but it's an iconic place, right? Yeah. Obviously, an iconic road. But my favourite one's the one at Erina. Okay, but totally different. Totally different. Wow. And the the, the flavour in the mince is mm. to die for. Right. The pastry is fantastic. And then, as you know, our well, Rochelle's favourite and my second favourite is um, Ken's humble pie at the yeah. entrance, right? Yeah, which we've had. We have had. Yeah. We dragged you there. And then we were wondering, and so having this to and fro, oh, which one's better? And then I found out that Ken used to work at Pie in the Sky at Erina. I'm thinking, <laughs> right, well, you didn't take your resby with you. 
thankfully. Yeah. I've got yeah. a friend who's got a similar story to that about a steak and he went to a restaurant one day, he used to always go to just in the suburbs in Sydney, I think in Penshurst or something. Yeah. And uh, the chef ended up moving out of town and he went back to the restaurant and he said, oh, I'm not really happy with the new chef and, and he never went back. And then years later he was in Tasmania yeah. and he went to a nice restaurant in Salamanca Place yeah. Oh, yeah. and ordered the steak there yeah. and it came out and he said as soon as he took his first bite, yeah. he called the waitress over and said, do you mind bringing the chef out here? And the chef comes out and it was the same guy. Oh. And he... Unbelievably, he recognised the quality, not only the quality of the steak, but how it was cooked. Yep. And he said, it's got to be that shit. And it was. Wow. So it's interesting how, yeah, the, in this case that's happened, but he's not taken his recipes with him unless he's not allowed to. Well, it's like the soup Nazi, isn't it? Yeah. You, you leave them in the armoire and then you sell the armoire on the street and all your, <laughs> all your recipes are in there, mate. You've yeah, lost them now. That's right. Yeah. yeah. You don't have an authentic, authenticity sticker on them? No. Wouldn't that's, be very uh, appetising. We'll, we'll, we'll have a whole discussion. I know you're vegan. We'll have a whole discussion another night about the poor quality of steaks at major outlets. It's just shit. Well, that's me. that is one of the many reasons why I don't eat meat. Yeah, right. It's just I just even going to butchers twenty years ago, I was yeah. just like, this isn't quality meat anymore. Nah. And yeah. I know quite a number of friends these days who. Uh, are not vegan, they still eat meat, yeah. but they have absolutely 100% have said, no, I, I totally agree, the quality of meat yeah. is is absolutely suffering. I've got a couple of friends, even fans of the shows who are butchers yeah. and have even said that to me. Uh, yeah, but it's and so not only is the quality suffering, but you pay more than you did before. Yeah, oh, absolutely, especially for some of the cuts that used to be worth nothing. It's like the Arnott's rot. Yeah, well, no, we won't rant. get into that. I've got some rants. We'll get into that another <laughs> yeah. night. We'll uh, have to do a rant hint, episode. Hint, hint, the size of Scotch fingers <laughs> versus what you pay from versus what they used to be like in the 70s. I've got a story about Scotch fingers. I'm, should I mention it? It's pretty – I think I've told you the story. Oh, I don't – I can't remember. I don't know. Oh, I'm going to – yeah, okay, I'm going to talk well, about it. You're going to talk about it yeah, now? Yeah, yeah, okay. Or maybe I should save it for next time. Mm. Depends how much more material you've got. <laughs> <laughs> we need material for other shows. <laughs> oh, that's a you, we could dominate a, another sh a full show about Arnott's. Yeah, I, the, I've got a I've got a fifteen minute story about Arnott's Scotch Finger Biscuits. So there you go. Yeah, it's not a good one. <laughs> no, my, 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 mine's just simply related to what their biscuits are these days, the size of them, and you know, like how much you charge, and yeah, like it's all the butters. But I know butter's no good for you, but all the butter's been taken out of the Scotch fingers. It mm. tastes like shit. Yeah, it makes it vegan, the, maybe. The, <laughs> maybe the I'll 80, eat them. The eighty, <laughs> the eighty-five cent ones, the yeah. rip-off ones. Here we go. Back oh, full they're circle. better. Back full circle. They're better. Guitars the knockoffs are better. Evos. Yeah, <laughs> the eighty-five dollar Belmont ones you get in Aldi yeah. taste like a Scotch finger from the seventies. Yep. That's that's absolutely true. Yeah, yeah. for eighty five cents, <laughs> eh? Dunk them to your heart's desire. <laughs> oh, mate, in milk with a slightly hard edge around the outside. Crusty Scotch figures. That's what I love. Who's salivating? Who, I bet everyone listening to this right now is going. I'm buying Scotch finger biscuits on the way home from Aldi. Yeah, from Aldi. Get them from Aldi. Yeah, get the Belmont, eighty five cents. Yeah. Well, they yeah. well they were eighty five cents last on board. What will they be now? Ninety five cents? I don't oh. care. I'll pay a dollar forty for. What, what's a pack of Scotch fingers these days? I have no idea. I have no idea. Walk straight past them. Yeah. 
the, uh, what other iconic? <laughs> stay tuned. We're going to devote a whole show, most of the, of another show. We're going to review the Arnott's range. Yeah, and by review he means shit on everything. Shit on Arnott's. <laughs> <laughs> Might improve it. <laughs> no. no. Why, why, why no, no. does society go? Why do we do this? We're paying more money for them. It's yeah. like, Pizzas are the same. Steaks are the same. You know, yeah. I'll have an Outback Steakhouse rant one night. Yeah. No, I agree. Uh, if I order something on menu log just for Rochelle and I and it's like sixty, sixty-five dollars, I, I I get it, but I I, mm. I want to resist. Absolutely. So I think, come on, man, sixty-five dollars. Yeah. All I bought was two pizzas and a, and an entree. That's right. Yeah. But with menu log, you've got to pay the fees as well, don't you? Oh, because it's not that much. Okay. Not that much. Yeah, fair enough. It's better. Than we that. don't have any of that stuff up here in the Blue Mountains. What? This is proper country. What the hell am I doing here? Yeah, it's welcome to the boondocks, mate. And <laughs> <laughs> the boonies. <laughs> you don't have menu log. No. We don't have Uber drivers out here. We don't have wow. anything. You know why? Yeah. I wouldn't find any of your freaking houses. That's why. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I yeah, drove straight past it. Like you camouflaged yeah, like here. You even found the place. <laughs> They're true. I don't know how I'm gonna I don't know how I'm getting the car out of that driveway, by the way. There'll never be just quietly, there'll never be a street like coming down that driveway. <laughs> I'll never get back out. Uh, I do I chuck a Yui in the backyard and fly out of the oh, driveway. Well, there we go. Yeah. And you've also got a Marlian. Yep. Yeah. I tell you what. Just mm. quietly, if we have time, mm. I had a sneaky little look at the Did retail you? prices of the Himalayans. It's not, very appetising, isn't it? I had a look, and I, I know it's only an indicative payment scheme, right? Yeah. Obviously, it's always a little bit more than what it says on the website. But yeah. I said to Rochelle, do you know, for I reckon 400 tops, 400 a month tops, mm. you could get two Himalayans. You could. And not, and not for much more than that. You could end up just with one of the 650 twins if you want something that yeah. can actually, you know, get you around with a bit more power. Could that do your file trails and stuff like that? Mm, yeah, see, that's what I I'm mean, that's yeah. I'm so if you want to do some of that stuff, the yeah. Himalayan's perfect. Yeah. The, the only real downside to that thing is highway... And mm. it'll sit on 110. People go, oh, you know, can't do it. It can totally do it. Yeah. Whereas a, a $8,000 bike brand new is just like, oh, whatever. Yeah. You know, and parts are cheap. Right. You know, you can buy a new handlebar for 60 bucks. You can buy, you know, it's not like a three $400 drop. If you yeah, if you drop a Himalayan, it's just like, oh, well. Yeah. You know, indicator's $25. A new mirror, if I've broken, it's 30 bucks. Yeah. And a... It's it's not that expensive, even if you do damage the bike. Not 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 just that, but if you're only ever if you if your idea is to dabble in fire trails, and even though you might like it and do a little bit more of it, if if that's not your main mode of transportation, your main type of riding, yeah. you don't want to be spending much more than that. No, much absolutely money. If not. There's, if there's something like that on the market, yeah. why would you be spending fifteen yeah. to twenty? Absolutely not. And you can pick up a lot of Himalayan secondhand. Right. For four or five grand these yeah. days, which yeah. only have two, three thousand kilometres on them, because yeah. uh, the thing is, is a lot of people have bought them yeah. and then gone, oh no, this isn't powerful enough, yeah. and they and they quickly sell them and they take a loss on them, mm. uh, and it, it can be a very affordable way to get a motorcycle to have as a little runabout, uh, and and is easily used around town for running errands and things as well. Because it's what, light and it's easy to ride. Well, do, do do Royal Enfield have anything with a bit more juice in it that is still that type of bike? Uh, at the moment, they don't. you're jumping straight up into the interceptors. Yeah, at the moment they don't. However, there's been a lot of rumours running around 
they're putting their 650 engine into a lot more models mm. and there's obviously, there's always rumours, but there's talk of them making some sort of adventure bike with the 650 twin engine, engine in it, mm. which I think will be an absolute winner for countries like in Australia, mm. in America, mm. where we want bigger capacity motorcycles. Mm. In places like India, where the bike originates from, it makes sense because yeah. most people there ride 250s and 350s. Correct. Yeah. yeah, in Australia, especially with big roads that we have, long distances between, you know, stations and, and towns and there's a lot of them about, so they've obviously they're obviously on a winner. I just can't help thinking that there's a lot of people out there. Well you've said the second hand market's flooded with people that have gone great bike, just need a little bit more. Yeah. But I can't help thinking yeah. if it just had a little bit more in yeah. it and maybe yeah. oh, what, fifteen hundred dollars more or I don't know, ten grand, top it out at ten. Yeah. And throw a six fifty in it. That's it. And I think you'd see a lot more yeah. out there. But what, what that's done, though, is it's created a secondhand uh, – or sorry, what that's done is created a aftermarket market yeah. for cams, yeah. uh, big bore piston kits and all that. depends there how you far go. you want to go. Mm. But there's guys who have just put the new camshaft in them and there's two or three companies that are making them and, and people who have done it have said, you know what, it just gives you that extra – you know, we're not we're not trying to double the horsepower yeah. and turn this into a monster. Yeah, yeah. It's just giving you a little bit more, which is then enough. Yeah. yeah. Because at the end of the day, I remember when the Suzuki Hayabusa came out, people were like, oh, we've only had 20 more horsepower. <laughs> it never ends. Yeah. But with a bike like that where you have, in regards to power, low expectations, you're not going to get much more. You're not going to get to 30 or 40 horsepower until you start spending what you probably paid for the bike. Mm. And there are people out there that have done that. You can buy big ball kits that take them out to 450, 470cc. We were talking about that earlier on with Harley people, right? They want yeah. dyno numbers and they're only going to yeah. go to the dyno numbers when they've spent big money. That's but right. I think you're right. With with a typical Himalayan person, yep. you just want to put that, that cam kit in it. Put the cam in it. So done. that it just has enough. Yeah. That's to do right. what I'm doing. That's right. Uh, yeah. And might not feel like it's wringing its neck on the highway because I because exactly. I was on the highway for 90 minutes. Yeah. And what some people are doing in that regards is if they're doing more highway riding, they're putting the cam in, but because of that additional power, then they're changing the, uh, I think, the front sprocket and making it one tooth bigger, right. which changes your gear ratio. Yeah. It brings it, it brings the power output back down to stock but then it's not revving as hard. Yeah, yeah. There so then they're on the highway. They're still sitting at, at comfortable revs then uh, with enough power to still get them by. And to be honest, mine's completely stock and I'm a big fella. Yeah. I'm, I'm just over 115, 116 kilos. So I'm not a, I'm not 60, I'm not, you know, 70 kilos. I'm not your average rider. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't really find an issue with the power until I get to a hill. Right. That's it. Yeah, but and how often? Very rarely. Yeah. And normally, you know what? I just gear down a fourth gear yeah. and I can maintain the speed. Yeah. So it's a good runabout bike and it's, yeah, you're always welcome to test ride mine. May do that. Yeah, May absolutely. That. Uh, I also need some space. Can I test ride a garage as well? Just yeah. to hold. <laughs> I only have a single garage and there are two street glides. <laughs> the street glides are not leaving, just That's in case anyone was pondering that question. <laughs> I should hope not. No. No, no, they they are there. They are there for good. <laughs> <laughs> well, may, maybe we should wrap things up. Oh, here. okay. Oh, do you want to keep talking? No, 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 no. no, no. Let's you, let's save yeah. let's save some stuff. I've got okay. Of, you know, we've got a lot of stuff there, so no problem. We can save it and deliver it in other episodes, mate.
that's it. I'll do an outro and or something. Okay. Or we can do it now together if you want. Or well, I don't care. Well, folks, so that brings us to the end of another episode of Bikes, Burgers, Beers. Thank you so much for listening, and I hope you enjoyed Rog now being part of the Bikes, Burgers, Beers family. And if you didn't, tough luck. No refunds. Suck it. I did my best. <laughs> <laughs> Was that your best? Uh, oh my God! There's a cat here. <laughs> How long have I been sitting here? This is the first time the cat's come and run up against my leg. No, don't. don't. (laughs) Robert Halford, I'm so sorry. Well, folks, thanks again for listening. Don't forget to uh, hit that subscribe button if you like the episode and uh, click thumbs up. Leave a review on Apple Podcasts. That would be amazing. And don't forget to look at the show notes afterwards because we've got show sponsor coupons, discounts and all sorts of other stuff and links to all the people and places we referred to today. Bye. Be good to each other. Please, please do that. And remember, folks, keep it twisted. <laughs> oh, I did it. I should have known. Keep it twisted. <laughs>